Hello, listeners. This is Michael J. Durkin. And if you are here, you are probably an owner, a CEO, a service manager, or a director of sales, or a sales manager in a business that requires you to go into the home to send salespeople in to a, in an in-home sale to sell your product or service. If you are an owner of a company that does in-home sales, welcome to this recording because you are in the right place. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Michael J. Durkin. I am the managing partner of a company called The Durkin Group. And I'm excited and proud to tell you that I run the company with my partner, my son, Corey Durkin. And we are really excited about a new book that we have just published. It's called Activity, Hustle, and the Power of Action. And so welcome if you're here because we're going to talk about the three mistakes that in-home salespeople make, and we're going to talk about how to avoid them. Yes, uh, one of the things that salespeople tend to do in the home is uh, that they, they actually work against themselves with things that they don't understand about the basics of building rapport with a customer, about finding out what their challenges, their problems, and their concerns are, and uh, uh, quite frankly, salespeople miss so many um, uh, nuances and signs that they could literally close the sale on the spot. We're going to give you three ways to help your salespeople to stop making those mistakes. Now, this, this uh, podcast is pretty much going to be for owners, so I'm going to be talking about how, uh, the ways that you can figure out what they're doing in the home and so that you can correct it. Well, I, I, I wish that with, with your salespeople we could put a, one of those GoPro helmets on them and that we could, we could then play the recording and let them see everything that they say, everything that they do, every nuance that they're missing <laughs> and, and, uh, and say, did you really see this? Did you really not see this? Did you really make this mistake? Wouldn't it be great if we could, we could uh, take a recording of everything that went on in a, in a home uh, that day or that evening that our salespeople missed, quite frankly, to make them better? Right? One of the things that we do at the Durkin Group is that we work with salespeople to coach them up. We look at their percentage of coachability, and our job is to take your sales force and to eliminate these mistakes that they're making and to make them stronger, to make them better closers, uh, to uh, make them better at follow-up, uh, building rapport in a, in, a, in a much faster way, really, really advancing the sales cycle. Uh, wouldn't it be great if your sales cycles were shortened from the time that that customer, that potential customer calls you, that lead comes in, or your customer says they're ready for a new blank, right? Uh, whether they're saying they, they're ready for a new, uh, a, a new roof, a new alarm system, uh, they want to do a remodel, they want to refinish their basement, they want to do basement waterproofing, uh, they want uh, some kind of an HVAC product, uh, a plumbing product, uh, a painting job, uh, you name it, we can teach your salespeople how to close uh, stronger and close faster. Let's talk about three mistakes that in-home uh, salespeople make and how to avoid them. 
Number one, number one mistake that I see with salespeople is that they assume why they are there. Boy, I'll tell you, this one drives me crazy. <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen it over the years in, in owning a company that sold in the home that had, I had 13 salespeople at one time working for me, and this is one of the ones that would absolutely drive me crazy. And literally, uh, one of the things that we do in the Durkin Group is we actually come into companies and we actually assess your sales force and we actually ride with your sales force and we then watch your salespeople in action. And then what we do is we come back and we give you a report, an assessment about everything from the salesperson's personality to their percent, percentage of coachability, we come, uh, we come out right away with uh, ideas that can help them to start selling more. Uh, and, um, and we love to ride with salespeople. We, we love to be that GoPro camera that's on the head saying, this is actually what's happening inside of the house. And uh, I, I went on a call with a client of ours that sells in the home. And, uh, uh, and I went there with the salesperson, and he, he introduced me as, you know, the new guy who's learning. And I just, you know, and I just kind of, you know, crossed my hands and just listened in uh, and watched the call. And the people were, the, the couple that we went to see were very, very nice to us. And, uh, and, I, and I just let the salesperson take the lead and just observe their sales process, their bonding and rapport techniques, their, uh, uh, their, their estimating techniques, uh, and, of, and of course, how they, they leave that sale or they try to close that sale. Now, here's what I noticed the other day. Uh, let's see, I'll call, my, uh, I'll call my salesperson Sam. So I'm with Sam. Sam and I, uh, he says to me as we're going to the call, it's probably going to be a one-legger. It's in the middle of the day. It was like at, uh, it was at noontime. He says, it'll probably be a one-legger. I'll probably have to you know, come back with an estimate. Well, lo and behold, uh, his negativity notwithstanding, both husband and wife were there. They, were, they, had, a, um, uh, they had a boiler that they wanted to replace. And, and then he says, and he looks at the lead and he says, the lead says, uh, customer wants to replace boiler. I said to Sam, do you know anything else about the lead? Now, this is not unusual, right? I mean, uh, this is a customer, this, this company has over 12,000 customers in their database, and somebody called uh, in some manner or form and said, I want to replace my boiler. So that's the lead we're running. So we're running this lead. This is the sit that we have. And, uh, and he says, it's probably going to be a one-legger. Well, we show up. Husband and wife are there. And the, uh, uh, the husband is, is very friendly to us, welcomes us into the house, and, uh, and says, you probably want to come over and look at the boiler. Well, that makes sense because he wants to show us where the boiler is. And it happens to be a split level. We're able to walk right in, and right there we're in the laundry room where the boiler is. And n number one problem that salespeople have is they assume why they are there. And so what's happening to Sam is as Sam's looking at the lead, he's literally hypnotizing himself that he's there to give a price on replacing a boiler. Now, this is a real problem because the salesperson's perception, the way that this salesperson went into this call is 
this is what I'm doing here. And so the discussion immediately went to, the customer started immediately taking control and said, come over here and come into the boiler room and take a look at this boiler. Now, if it didn't happen here, it should have happened in the next couple of minutes, but our salesperson missed a great question. And I will tell you that if you can ask this one question, if you can ask this one question, teach your salespeople to ask what I'm about to teach you right now. It will be worth you listening to this podcast for 20 or 30 minutes. This will be the whole recording right here. Get ready for this. Sam never, ever discussed how they came to call his company. Let's call them ABC Contracting Company. He never said to them, why did you call ABC Company? Why did you call us? Are you a customer? <laughs> Have you seen our trucks around? Did you find us on the Internet? Did a customer refer you to us? Literally, my salesperson assumed why he was there, and he went right into a discussion about replacing the boiler and you know that your salespeople will have the same kind of thing. You're here to talk about replacing the roof. You're here to talk about uh, putting in an alarm system. We're, we want to remodel this room. We want to remodel this kitchen. We want to install um, uh, air conditioning uh, in this portion of the house. We want to uh, waterproof the basement. Come here. Here's the basement. Look at the basement. Give me a price on doing this basement. Give me a price on doing this roof. Give me a price. You're here to give me a price on an alarm. No, your salesperson is there to find out what the prospect's challenges are, what their problems are, what their concerns are, and then to match a product and a service to those challenges, problems, and concerns. And this salesperson completely missed to be able to say, hey, um, uh, really appreciate you calling us. Uh, 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 thanks so much for calling ABC Company. Um, by the way, uh, how did you hear about us? How did you happen to uh, call into our shop to have us come out here? Now, one of the problems that in-home salespeople have is they get so focused on the close. <laughs> Whenever I'm doing seminars or I'm doing webinars for salespeople, if I ask them what they, what they want to learn, what part of the sales process that most people have trouble with, they will say, well, it's closing, right? We want to learn how to close. No, actually, the real problem is not to close. It's, it's, it's every other part of the sales process. The reason your salespeople are not closing is not because they're not good at closing. It's because they miss things and nuances like, hey, uh, really appreciate you inviting us in. Like, Sam's thing should have been to look at the boiler, start to ask some questions, and then use a technique that we teach in our training called, by the way. Hey, um, by the way, uh, 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 notice that you, uh, you gave, uh, gave our, our company, ABC Company, a call. Really appreciate you calling us. Um, how did you end up uh, finding us? How, how, how did we end up getting here today? That answer is so important. Now, it's very possible that that person might have said, well, we Googled, we Googled uh, boilers or HVAC or hot water, 
and we saw your name come up. Now, if you are a salesperson in a, in a home, talking about roofing, talking about alarms, talking about remodeling, talking about HVAC, talking about water treatment, talking about basement waterproofing, talking about uh, any, any kind of home improvement, windows, siding, uh, building a deck, uh, repaving, <laughs> um, uh, repaving a driveway or putting a driveway in or, or, or uh, putting a pool in, selling a pool. Imagine how much more ammunition that salesperson could have had if that person then said, well, I Googled you and I had seen your trucks around and, uh, and then I, I looked at your Google reviews and your Google reviews were awesome. I looked at the first three to five Google reviews and they were like five star and one after another people said, you do what you say you're going to do. They said you're awesome. They said you always come back. And by the way, I see your trucks all around. Now, I'm going to give you something very important here. Very, very critical. Do not miss what I'm about to say. You want to teach your salespeople to get people selling themselves. Wow. Very, very powerful what I just taught you. How much more powerful would it be if we could get the prospect to tell us everything that they know about our company before we go into the, this is who we are, we've been in business for 30 years, our founder started the company this way, this is how we built it up, this is why you know our name, ABC Roofing, uh, ABC Alarm Company, ABC Remodeling, ABC Water Treatment, ABC Pool Company. You've seen our name for years, we're here, this is, this is our reputation. Maybe you have a pitch book or you have an iPad and you say, here's a picture of our company. We've been in downtown so-and-so for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, some of you 100 years. <laughs> Rather than you telling them how great you are, imagine if we could get the, comp the, the prospect to tell us everything that they know about us and why they called us. Imagine if our prospect had said, well, I see your truck, and he actually did. He said, I see your trucks all around here, all around town. And when he said that, our salesperson didn't even follow up to say, well, have you ever used us? Or have you seen the truck in, in your neighborhood? Maybe one of your neighbors has used us. He didn't follow up on any of the clues. Any, he was assuming why he was there. He was there to give a price on replacing a boiler. Wow, big mistake. No, you're there to find out what their challenges are, their problems are, their concerns are, and then to match up the right company with the right product and the right service. Imagine if that, that prospect had said, well, yes, actually, um, last year uh, we saw your truck down the street and you solved the problem for our neighbor, and they were really happy. If we don't ask, if we don't ask, we're not going to get. Three mistakes in-home salespeople make and how to avoid them. Salespeople make assumptions. They assume why they're there. They don't get the prospect telling them everything they can about how they got into that home. Okay, number one, stop assuming why you're there and start asking more questions. One of the things that we teach in our seminars when we come into a company and we teach a sales process, we, just, we teach very specific questions, 
But in general, just start telling your salespeople. Just, I just want to give you some, some – um, I, I want you to make some sales right away after listening to this, uh, uh, to this podcast. Teach them to ask more questions. Be more curious. Ask more questions. Be more curious. Is more curious the right grammar? Probably not. I are a professional speaker. Okay, number one, don't assume why you were there. Ask questions about how you got there. Number two, mistake that in-home salespeople make. (laughs) They don't accept food or drink. Oh, my gosh. I've been watching this for years. It drives me crazy. I literally saw it the other day. Sam, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the homeowner, says to Sam and looks at me and says, would you guys like something to drink? And I follow the salesperson's lead, and he says, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? This nice couple, this nice couple probably uh, around in their 40s, he told us he had lived in the home for about five or six years. The boiler had been there for 30 years. It, the, the, he was thinking that it needed to be replaced. It's about time. I've, I've heard that you need to replace a boiler. How many times have you been there where someone says, the roof's been here for 30 years? The, this situation has been here for 30 years. It's time for me to swap this out and get something new. Is there something more efficient? First thing he said was, is there something smaller? This takes up a big amount of space in our laundry room. And, and the wife came in and said, oh, my gosh, I would love for that space. I'd love to get more space in there. Is there something that you can do that's more efficient, that's smaller? Wow. So that, that was great intel that they were giving us. They were telling us what their, their, their challenges, what, their, what their, challenge, their problems, their challenges, and their concerns they were telling they were literally mapping out for Sam exactly how to sell them of course Sam missed most of those clues as well but <laughs> um, but 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 when a sales when a prospect says to you would you like something to drink here's what's happening they're trying to make you a part of the family now you have to understand so teach your salespeople that reciprocity is a very very important thing and if a, if a prospect is willing to offer you to have a cup of coffee or a glass of water or, I mean, I've been in in-home selling situations where I've literally eaten full turkey dinners. <laughs> no kidding. Co- co- coffee, cannolis, uh, stayed there till t- 12 o'clock at night after the, after the, deal, the, the, uh, the deal was closed to cement the relationship. Salespeople today don't understand the basics of how to bond with people. If someone is offering you food or drink, especially if you're sitting at their kitchen table, oh my gosh, when you accept food or drink, here's what happens. There is a relationship. Think about the people that you offer food and drink to when they come into your home. What are you doing? You are being a good host, but better than that, the salesperson that they just offered food or drink to, they made them a guest in their home. If you teach one thing to your salespeople, teach them to become a guest in the home. Not that they're going to sit there for two hours eating a dinner. That's very unusual. But when, you, when the salesperson rejects food or drink <laughs> from, from the homeowner, they immediate, they've just literally rejected a chance to be a guest 
in the person's home. Now, what do you think your salespeople need if they're selling a $30,000, $50,000 roof? If they're selling a $10,000 alarm system? If they're selling a $100,000 re-landscaping and a, and a pool and a waterfall? Uh, what, what, if, if they're selling a, a, a $30,000 uh, uh, patio uh, with, um, uh, with, with beautiful heating and lighting, <laughs> do, do they need trust? They, in order to make a, a high-end sale, there has to be an incredible level of trust between the salesperson and the homeowner. And one of the ways the homeowner was trying to make uh, Sam, a part of the family, was just being nice and letting us to be and, and asking us to be guests. And our salesperson said, "No, I'm fine." He just rejected an offer of bonding and rapport. Remember that in order to make the sale, there must be an incredibly high level of trust. And as the price goes up, as the price increases, the trust level must increase, or your prospect is not going to be able to pull the trigger and, and make a decision that day if there's no trust. One of the great ways to get trust is to become part of the family and accept a little bit of food or drink in a very nice way. Um, you don't have to sit there and drink alcohol with a customer. I've had plenty of people say, would you like a beer? And I'll say, you know, a, a cup of coffee would be great. Imagine getting a person to put on a pot of coffee for you. <laughs> Some people will say, I don't want to trouble the homeowner. I always trouble the homeowner. To make, I, I, I will say to them, are you having a, they'll say, do you want coffee? I say, are you having some? Oh, yes, I am having some. Great, I'd love a cup of coffee. Wow, That's a, that, is a, that, is a, that is a neuro-linguistic programming, ninja-like bonding technique that the modern-day salesperson misses all the time. Three mistakes in-home salespeople make and how to avoid them. Number one, they assume why they are there. They don't ask enough questions, and they don't figure out why the person called their company and why they are standing in that kitchen, in that basement, in that backyard, in that attic, right there at that time with that prospect. They don't, uh, they don't understand why they're there, and they don't ask, how did I get here? Why did you call our company ABC such and such? Number two, they don't take food or drink. Big mistake. Number three, they don't listen to the customer. Wow. This was an incredible conversation that we had the other day with, the, uh, uh, with this great couple that we went to see. And the wife says, she says, uh, she said, I would love to have more space. I would love to be able to have a more efficient unit to put in there. And he immediately jumps very quickly. Sam jumped to, well, we can put a tankless hot water heater in there, but you're going to have to go to switching from oil to propane. And boy, you should have seen this, uh, uh, th this lady scrunch her face up shake her head, shake her head, oh, no, 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 no. And she said, no, I'm scared of propane. I am afraid of propane blowing up. I cannot have propane at my house. Now, remember, as a salesperson, your salespeople are supposed to find problems, challenges, concerns, 
and boy, did he just find one. And instead of addressing her concern in a very soft, in a very reassuring way, he immediately said to her, you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that. It's completely safe. (laughs) And I could see her scrunch her face up even more. Now, by the way, here's another tip for your salespeople. The salespeople tend to be so involved in spewing information. They tend to be so involved in giving information that they miss the clues. Now, granted, I'm in an incredibly great position here because I'm a third-party observer. And by the way, that's why a lot of uh, uh, owners bring us in to evaluate their sales force. Not only do we meet with the salespeople and we interview them personally, but then we'd love to go out and watch a sales call and then bring back that information. But I'm able to watch that. I'm able to watch that prospect. And the salesperson, he immediately goes into his pitch and he's not watching her face. He's not listening to her. And as he's saying that propane is completely safe and it won't blow up, you can see that she still got her face all pinched up and she literally is shaking her head no. She's like, I'm not believing you. I'm not going there. Wow. One of the things that you want to do to start immediately increasing your sales, if you want to see sales increase as we come into the springtime, if you want to see sales explode, One of the things you want to teach your salespeople is you want to teach them to start really looking at their prospect and seeing when things are landing or they are not landing. And as I watched Sam start to give a presentation about how safe propane was, I could completely see that that none of what he was saying was landing on our prospect. And as we know, if he doesn't now the, the the husband is his head is shaking yes and he is literally nodding yes going i'm okay with propane i have no problem with changing to propane you could see the sale was already made with the husband but the lady was not ready to make that decision and our sales purple our sales purple i are a professional speaker our salesperson was completely missing was completely missing the nuances and the signals that were saying uh, from, the, from the wife, uh, no, I'm not going with that. Yes, your, your, uh, your switch makes, a good, makes good sense to me. It's got some great, um, uh, there's some great advantages to going, switching to propane, but I'm just not going to make that leap. And wow, let me tell you, if you can start to teach your salespeople to really listen. Like when, when she said that, I realized that, that, that the, the sale that needed to be made there was the switch to propane. It was not to, uh, uh, to be talking about the unit, although the benefits of the unit, it was going to be smaller, it was going to be more efficient. And I literally jumped in, and I usually don't do this, but I, I nodded to her at one point, and I said, you're really going to love the fact that that unit's just going to sit on the wall there and you're going to get your laundry room back. Now, let me tie all this together. Let's talk about the three things and then I'm going to give you my you're really going to love it close. Now, three mistakes in-home salespeople make and how to avoid them. 
Number one, the salesperson assumes why they are there. They don't ask enough questions, and they don't ask the question, how did I end up here in this basement, this kitchen, this attic, this living room talking to you? Why did you call us? Do you know anything else about us? Were we referred to you? Did you read the Google reviews? Have you seen our trucks? Have you seen our billboards? Do you know our reputation? Uh, do you know the reputation of our owner in town? Whatever. Number one, they assume why they are there and they don't ask enough questions. Number two, they don't take food or drink. Big mistake. Let the, become part of the family. Teach your salespeople to become part of the family. Number three, they don't listen to the customer. And when I listened to her, I knew right there that the benefits needed to be sold of that unit, less space, get your laundry room back, no smell of the oil in your laundry room, no noise of the boiler. That boiler was firing that day, and I mean it was... I would have been saying to her, here are all the benefits of this, but one of the things that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get okay with propane. And let me tell you why propane is safe. Let me tell you why so many millions of people use propane. Let me tell you why we put the, the uh, propane tanks. Actually, when we went to go look at where the propane tanks were going to, I said, because we were outside now, and I said to the salesperson, let her know that you're going to put them down here by the garage in the corner away from the house. And of course, she wanted to trench you know, out, to the, uh, you know, out to the woods and put them away from the house. And he was telling her, you don't want to do that. I don't know, I might have given them a price for you know, an extra 500 bucks to trench out to the backyard. Could have been an easy way to make the sale right there. But I said, when you go back in, make sure that you tell her that the propane tanks are going to be at the far end of the garage way away from the house. He did make a good move. He said, he said that the propane company would have a, uh, they would own the valve uh, that's on the tank, and they would own the tank. And he said if the valve ever malfunctioned and sprayed propane out, we set it up so that it just sprays it away from the house. And he said, and the, uh, and the propane company is responsible because they own the tanks. Um, but, but what I would have said to her is I would have said, you're going to have a smaller unit. You're going to love it. It's going to give you your laundry room back. You're absolutely going to love it. It's not going to smell like oil in your laundry room anymore. And boy, are you going to love that. Actually, you're going to absolutely love your new heating system. And all you have to do, all you have to do is, is, uh, is get okay with a very safe technology that millions of people use every day, which is propane. Oh, and by the way, uh, it's also going to save you money. He did a great job of showing, showing them where they would save a couple hundred dollars a month, which would actually pay for the financing. And I have to say that our salesperson did a very good job of that, saying literally you're going to have a brand new system, and it's only the, the, the out-of-pocket to you is about 50 bucks a month. He did a great job with that. And I would have said you're going to love your new uh, your new heating system. You're, gonna, you're absolutely going to love your new water after we treat it. You are going to love. You see, one of the things that salespeople miss is they, they, they don't take the present and put it into the future. This is a technique we teach in our training. You must take the present and put it into the future. When we remodel this basement, you are absolutely going to love it. 
you are going to love sitting here with your, your big screen TV and your new man cave or woman cave. You're going to love it. You're going to love your new roof because it's going to give you peace of mind. Every time you see that new roof, you're going to, when you pull into your house, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad we did that. I feel so great. A storm is coming. I love my new roof. You're going to love your alarm system. You know why? You're going to love feeling safe. Always take the, the present into the future and have the prospect see themselves with their new pool, with the new decking, with the new landscaping, with the new fire pit, and say to them, and say to them, you're absolutely going to love this. I did this in the water treatment business for years. For those of you who don't know, um, I owned a water treatment company for 10 years. We had 13 salespeople. We did millions of dollars. I always, when I was closing the sale, would look at the prospects and say, you're going to love your new water. You're going to love what it does to your skin. You're going to love the fact that your glasses are going to come out nice and clean. You're going to love it that you don't have to replace your water heater every three to four years. Wow, Mrs. Jones, Mr. Jones, you are absolutely going to love your, you love your, your new water. You are going to love it. Let people know that they're going to love having your product or service. Remember, when people buy based on a feeling, they're going to literally sign that night, and you're going to walk out with the deal. Hey, three mistakes that in-home salespeople make and how to avoid them. Uh, I really enjoyed doing this podcast for you. Hope you got a lot out of this. Uh, please uh, share this uh, uh, with the other, uh, other management folks in your office. If you feel that it's okay to, to give this to a salesperson and they'll get some great tips, please do. It is our gift to you. Uh, my name is Michael J. Durkin. I am the, uh, uh, the managing partner along with my son, who is my co-CEO, uh, uh, Corey. Uh, we run the Durkin Group. We help sales uh, people. Uh, we help salespeople to sell more, get in front of more prospects, close more deals, and uh, make more profit uh, for their companies. Uh, would love to talk to you sometime. We usually will come in and, uh, and meet with you uh, and spend an hour or two assessing uh, what your sales issues are, what problems, what challenges, concerns you may have uh, with your sales force, and we would be happy uh, to meet with you and give you some advice. Uh, again, thanks for being here. Uh, this is Michael J. Durkin. And remember that you get what you expect, so expect to be great. I'll see you on the next podcast.